20s, for some reason, a Ford Escort would always find its way to me. I was the kind of girl that would save up like a paycheck and a half or a couple paychecks, go down to this man. He was off of Riggs Road and he would keep these cars in his front of his lot, right? And in the back, but definitely like in the driveway. And I would go down to him with this money and then get my car. So that's what I pretty much did. I went down to visit the man to get my car. And now I got this car and I'm putting oil in my car because I don't want no problems because the next day, if you're young, you probably really don't know about this, but we used to have to get out concert tickets in two ways. We would either call and be on the phone for hours. And when you call, if it was a really popular concert, like the Janet Jackson concert, which is what I'm talking about, you could be on the phone for hours. So you would call or go someplace like Hex, go to Ticketmaster and get your tickets. So again, this is the day before. I don't want any problems. So I'm putting oil in my car, making sure all my levels are right. And then I get a page. Again, if you're young, you're not going to know what I'm talking about. But we didn't have cell phones on already. We had these little boxes on our hips. And when somebody wanted to reach us, they would put in their numbers, followed by a code. And if you really knew them, the code would be enough for you to call them back, right? So that's what I'm doing. And then she calls. Number 464. I'm going to, I ain't going to lie. I really can't remember what number she used, but what code she used, but I'm just going to say 464. She hit me with the 464. I sigh a little bit because I already know that Aisha is pretty much somebody that always got something going on, but she's my girl. I'm a friend. I'm going to see what she wants. So I close the hood, go upstairs. First thing she do is not answer the phone. The rule is if you text somebody, and they hit you, stay around the phone for the next five to 10 minutes because they may just call you back. Okay, she's not calling. Maybe she doesn't need me anymore. I wait about an hour. I'm on my way out the door and she calls. What's up, girl? He dumped me. What are you talking about? Rod? Yes, he dumped me. He don't want to be with me no more. Okay, but I thought y'all was supposed to be going down to justice. I know what I say. He don't want to be bothered no more. So I'm listening to her give me every reason why under the sun, this man all of a sudden doesn't want to be bothered. Because although she can be a little dramatic, she's still the homie. So I can't hang up, even though the only thing on my mind is making sure that tomorrow when Ticketmaster opens for these Janet Jackson tickets, I'm in line. So then she goes into detail and said he got mad because she followed him to his aunt's house, calls to sing because she thought it was a girl and he broke up with her. To me, it made sense. So she says, you know, I need a drink. You going to hang out with me? My money is kind of funny back then because I had the job where I was literally living paycheck to paycheck and taking money out to go to get something to drink meant I wasn't going to have a nice outfit. So I wasn't really sure if that's something that I wanted to do. Right. So I said, all right, girl, we can get something to drink. Call me back when you're ready. She never calls back. So the next day comes, and I'm like, okay, I'm about to get my tickets. I got to get up the moment 
hex open so I can get in this line. And when I used to do the line, I used to get in the line like way early, like about two hours early. And then guess what happens? She calls. She is hysterical. Like, oh my God, girl, he really wants it to be over and I don't know what to do. I just want to end it all. Now, if somebody calls you that you fuck with and they're that frantic, the last thing you want to do is just leave them stranded, right? So I'm listening to her on the phone, realizing that within 30, 40 minutes, if I don't get into this Ford Escort and hit it down the hex, I'm not going to get my place. But she's my friend and she needs me. It's my sworn duty. So guess what I do? When she says that, she hangs up the phone. I leave, go to her house and knock on the door. I'm there for like five, 10 minutes, knocking, knocking, knocking again. Mind you, if you just born in this in this little decade or whatever, you don't understand how things are, but you don't have a cell phone. You can't call anybody. So what I got to do is get back into my ride, go to the phone booth and call her like I'm crazy. She's not answering my phone calls. Is she okay? Is she being dramatic again? Should I go down to Rod's house? I mean, what should I do? So I decided to call her mama. I called her mama and gave her everything. Look, she called, said that she was going to end it all. I don't know what to do. Can somebody check on her? Toy, what you talking about? That girl just finished talking to me. Do you mean she finished talking to you within the past like hour or so? Because literally 15 minutes ago, she just called me. A matter of fact, Go back to the house. I'm going to call her now. At this point, I'm livid. Even if I wanted to make it the Ticketmaster, I'm not going to get the right seats. They're going to be nosebleed seats. It's going to be a waste of my time, but I'm so angry. I need Aisha to tell me face to face why she do that. Got to her house. She opened the door. Rod is on the couch. Oh, we fine. We back together. There haven't been many times where I've experienced that kind of rage. I mean... If I looked at my life in a whole, I could probably count maybe 10 or 15 times of extreme rage. And I'm going to be honest, this was definitely one of them. Not only did she refuse to answer the door when I was knocking on the outside, but she knew how much this concert meant to me. I was so enraged. I felt like kicking everything, including her Ford Escort, because she had one too. That's the thing about people. Sometimes people do these things where they want you to experience that rage with them. And I never forgot it, even though it took me many more years afterwards to learn the lesson. When you are dealing with somebody, a friend that's always going through the motions, your job is not to allow them to pull you down to where they are. Your job is to lift them up to where you are. So if you're in a good mood, stay in a good mood. If they're in a bad mood, leave them there. But you are not supposed to be dragged down with them in that hell. So what do you do if you got a friend who needs you to be there but is always grumpy? The first thing is, is make sure before you pick up that phone and you listen to any of that shit they got going on, that you are clear that no matter what, When I get off this phone call or when I finish seeing this person, I'm not about to be in a bad mood. 
This person or this scenario is not about to bring me down. I'm not about to get into no fight with my man just because they man broke up with them or, or ended the wedding or whatever. I'm not about to be mad at my kids because I'm, you know, displacing my emotions. Your job is to be clear that this person, no matter what they're going to tell you, good or bad, you will not allow it to impact you. The next thing is when you're listening to them, control your emotions. Make sure that you are conscious when you're talking to them. I have been in situations where I'm kicking it with somebody that's in a grumpy old mood like Aisha. And the next thing I know when I get off the phone, I feel the kind of way. So now I'm very clear, even while I'm listening to them the whole time, that I am going to be in a good mood and I'm not going to be participating in no bullshit. I don't feel like no headache. The third thing is to set up boundaries. What I should have did when she called is said, look, girl, I know you're going through it. You and Rod going to be okay. I promise you. Didn't y'all fight for 20 times this year and got back together? Okay, then. Let me get my Janet Jackson tickets and I'll get up with you. Set boundaries in and around your life. Don't allow people who are going through topsy-turvy situations to get you all mixed up and involved. And the next thing, number four, is to be firm with them. Look, girl, we talked about this. I'm not going to talk about this again with you. If we're talking about being best friends, we can't be no good friend to nobody if we're not in a good mood. We can't be a good friend to nobody if we let anybody who having a bad way bring us down. We have to be focused. And what I find is with this type of mentality, I don't really have to deal with people like Aisha no more. As a matter of fact, I can count on the times on my hands where I had a girlfriend who is calling me every five minutes with drama. Granted, there are situations where, you know, you are dealing with people that are going through stuff. That's life. And you're going to want them to do the same for you. But I'm talking about every time I talk to you, there's some shit going on. Control your energy, best friend. Control your emotions. And then get your goddamn Janet Jackson tickets. This your best friend in a handbag. I'll be back later. Thank you for joining me.